Yeah. Let's do some real shit. Some for real shit. Look, girl, you looking like the 90s knee along. A product of your mom. The girl in high school that every guy was sleeping on. I love how you design. Almond shaped eyes. All Aaliyah in the face, but you shot it with the vibe. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I would like to welcome you to another episode of the Unpopular Podcast. This is the man, the myth, the legend, Jalen Hunter. And if you would do me a favor, please subscribe to the YouTube channel. I'm trying to reach a thousand subscribers, so anything would help. I appreciate you guys. But here's where we'll start. So we all know. Okay, so for people that don't know the whole Maria Taylor, Rachel Nichols, ESPN situation, Rachel Nichols is pretty much a, a a very popular face on ESPN. She does the jump, which is a, a a pretty popular basketball show. She does a lot of sideline reporting. She does a lot of hosting when it comes to NBA playoffs, uh, NBA finals. She's she's pretty prominent in in at ESPN. And for the for for a while now, she's been doing you know ESPN sideline reporting. She also does some ESPN, I guess, hosting. Uh, and there was an audio that came out. The audio apparently was from a year ago, which Rachel Nichols pretty much says a colleague of hers, Maria Taylor. The only reason why she well ESPN asked Rachel Nichols to go from, I guess, hosting the NBA Finals to sideline reporting. And Maria Taylor was going to be the host uh, of, like, the NBA countdown, stuff like that. And there was an audio, like I said, that was a year ago that came out saying that, well, Rachel Nichols was pretty much saying the only reason why Maria Taylor is getting this position is because she's black. And ESPN has done a horrible job uh, as far as diversity. And this, of course, set the internet ablaze. You know what I mean? And here's the thing. You know, I'm trying to figure out the, the proper way to tackle this. Because... Here's the thing. What Rachel Nichols was pretty much saying is the only reason why Maria Taylor got this position or they asked Maria Taylor to host the NBA Finals is because she was black. And she even she even gone off gone on to say that Maria Taylor has done college basketball, college football, uh, but she still doesn't deserve to do the NBA Finals, which is pretty much like you know NBA Finals. It's huge. It's it's like one one of the sports crescendos. You know what I mean? But here's the thing: for people that say that for, for Rachel Nichols, and for people that say that. Maria Taylor is only getting this position because she's black. Black people have gone through this for their, for their entire lives. It's unfortunate that you have to hear it from Rachel Nichols, who a lot of people, including myself, thought that she was, you know, for the, for, you know, I'm not going to say for the culture, but she, she was an advocate of African-American advancement. You know what I mean? But then again, I don't know. I mean, I know she's from D.C. I'm from the, I'm from Maryland. So that's, you know, I know that most of the time we see her, she's working with another African-American, whether it's uh, Richard, Richard Jefferson, Kendrick Perkins, Robert Ori. You know, she she because she works on a show that's predominantly. Or because she, she works for a program, i.e. the jump that speaks primarily on basketball, which is primarily dominant by African-Americans, I thought, you know, she was, she she cared about the advancement of African-Americans. She still probably does. But here's the thing, and here's the thing that, that we see a lot. African-Americans see a lot. When we get elevated to positions, you know, 
the rare times that we get elevated to positions of power, whether that's a CEO, whether not, whether that's a boss, whether that's a promotion. A lot of people want to say that we got there because of we're black or because we're quote unquote the token or because, you know, they had to, we had to do something to just to sneak our way up. Let me just speak on Maria Taylor. Rachel Nichols says the only reason why they asked Maria Taylor to do the NBA finals is because she was black and they're struggling with diversity. Not to mention the or or she didn't she failed to mention the fact that Maria Taylor does college basketball. She does college football. She does college volleyball. She does women's college sports. She does the women's uh, NBA or WNBA draft. She does coverage for the NBA draft. She does sideline reporting at times for the NFL, like Monday Night Football. She does coverage for the NBA. She does ESPN radio stuff. And I've seen her on the eSports circuit. To me, Maria Taylor is more than qualified to be, to host the NBA Finals because everything else she does. I saw Maria, Maria Taylor was on the ESPN coverage for the Super Bowl. You know, what people scared of, a lot, what, 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 what a lot of Caucasians and what you heard from Rachel Nichols is they're scared of being replaced. Everyone's scared of being replaced. Nobody wants to be replaced. And that's why a lot of people are kind of sympathizing and kind of understand where Rachel Nichols is coming from. Like, I understand that, you know, Maria, she, she may have came in Maria Taylor, but that's like what Steven Jackson was saying. Rachel Nichols was never has never been racist to me. Uh, she, she's never given off the racist vibe. She just doesn't want someone to come in and take her spot. Here's the thing about ESPN, the umbrella that is ESPN. There is more than enough shows, more than enough sporting events. Maria Taylor is not going. No, Maria Taylor is not going to take Rachel Nichols' job. People know who Rachel Nichols is. Rachel Nichols was a prominent figure in the in the bubble <laughs> and now the reports have come out saying that they're going to take they're going to take um Rachel Nichols off of the NBA finals and put in Malika Andrews now for people that are saying that she's only a fill in like Malika Andrews didn't deserve what she, you know didn't deserve to be or the replacement of Rachel Nichols. Malika Andrews is yet another person that is more than deserving to be on this fail. We we saw her her incredible coverage during the bubble. Hell, she went in the bubble. She, a reporter that that had to be away from her family went in the bubble. We also know that she's she's pretty prominent when it comes to breaking news as far as the NBA. She She's on. She's at combine. She's at drafts. Malika Andrews is more than qualified, and and has done enough to make it to the NBA Finals. That's not in the bubble, by the way, because she did the NBA Finals in the bubble as well. Black people always. There always has to be a a reason why. Like there always has to be a. Uh, a, a, a maligned reason why we get advanced. It, it can never be because we deserve to to be on this stage or we deserve to be in the spot that we are. I don't know how, bro. I see Maria Taylor damn near every day I turn on ESPN. Maria T Taylor's doing something else for another sport. So the fact that you say she's only getting promoted to NBA finals because she's black is 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 insulting because of the work that I I clearly see she puts in. Do you know how much well Rachel Nichols knows how much studying you have to go in when you do team after team after team, sport after sport after sport. 
Hell, bro, like I said, Maria Taylor, she'll go from college football to college basketball to WNBA coverage to WNBA draft to the NBA to the NBA draft. Do you know how much studying that is? How much traveling? Like, us as consumers may not know, but Rachel Nichols knows. See, the thing that's underlined in all this, and the the mo- the, the damningest part of that Rachel Nichols um that Rachel Nichols recording is when she said, I'm all for Maria Taylor to be advanced and African-Americans to be advanced, but not over here, not on my time. And that's the thing. That right there is it. People, especially people of power that are, that may, that, that are Caucasian, let's say that. They're all for advancement of color people until they have to be the ones that are quote unquote until they have to play their part and their part maybe have to scoot over for a little bit not saying you're going to get pushed off the totem pole it's not like they're going to take they're taking Rachel Nichols off the NBA finals and putting her at I'm sorry and putting her I don't know doing doing water polo they're taking her off the hosting the NBA finals to do sideline reporting for the NBA finals and she thinks that that means that Maria Taylor is going to take her job. This is the host of The Jump that comes on every day at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The same host is talking about Maria Taylor is not going to come and take her spot. Look here, man. I'm not going to dwell on this much longer. Uh, Shouts out to Maria Taylor. Beautiful black woman powerful black black woman and and it's she's put in the work i don't want it to get lost that maria taylor works her ass off excuse me for my language she works her butt off to get to where she is shouts out to malika andrews who works her butt off to get to where she is today and it's unfortunate that when black people, especially black women, are promoted or put put in positions of power, white people or white women or white people in general feel feel like somebody's taking something from them that's their God given right or something. Maria Taylor deserves to be where she's at. Hell, Rachel Nichol deserves to be where she's at. But don't think that two people can't elevate. They just make it that it's harder for the African American to elevate than the white person. So when the white per- so when the African American elevates, it's looked at as uh, a re- like it's looked at as a reward. It's looked at as oh they're only doing this because this that and that. They're not doing it because you deserve to be up here. You ever you ever seen black you ever seen like those parties where you can tell these are people of prominence and then they when the white black person comes in they always like whoa how the hell she get here or how the hell did he get here? ESPN has done a poor job. Let me say this: it's not just Rachel Nichols. ESPN has done a poor job in integrating. ESPN has done a poor job as and and it's funny. <laughs> You know, I used to, uh, and if I still get the opportunity, I'm, 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 I'm excited. But I used to, my dream job used to be for work for ESPN. You know, I used to think that was the creme de la creme. Now, again, I still don't mind working for ESPN. You know, that's that'd be cool. But that used to be the creme de la creme. I used to want, I used to dream. I hell, I have an E right here. A tattoo of an E, an ESPN E on my arm. ESPN has done a poor job elevating African Americans, highlighting African Americans that that's not dunking a ball or catching a catching a football. They've done a poor job in champion championing championing their employees of African American descent. Look at most of the employees that you see, right? Jamel Hill. Oh, no, Jamel Hill's gone. Michael Smith. I'm sorry, Michael Smith's gone too. Carrie, Ch- 
Mm. Oh, I forgot. Carrie Champion's gone. I understand the ESPN is sponsored by Disney. But and they and 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 for people that don't understand, when you're sponsored by like when you're when you're funded by Disney, when Disney owns you, you, you pretty much have to that's a there's a look that has to go with it. You know what I mean? And there's a there's a uh there there there's a certain um there's a certain guideline that you have to go uh you have to go through when when Disney uh, is, is is there. So when you have people like Stephen A. Smith, Sage Steele, uh, who else? Art, rest in peace, Stuart Scott. Like they have to look a certain way, you know what I mean? And they have to they have to go with the flow. Let me take Stuart Scott out of there. I, I apologize for putting him in. But ESPN has done a poor job in integrating their African-American employees and making them feel important, making them feel like they're part of the team. That's that's one thing that you you don't see a lot of ever anywhere, any corporation. You don't see that. You don't see African-American. You don't see a lot of companies making going out of their way to make African-Americans feel a part People think just because you gave them the job, they're supposed to feel like, you know, they're part of the family. And that's not the case. Now, people also ask, why do they have to go out the way to fit to make African-Americans feel like they're they're a part they're They're welcome. They're wanted. Well, they did a damn good job making us feel like slaves for the longest. Then also making us feel like we're not that important. We're not we're less than white people because of segregation. They did a good job doing that for a long time. So I so you have to understand when we feel a little bit, you know, excluded out of the 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 status quo. But then you have to figure out what is the status quo. Rachel Nichols said it, even though she, you know, people might think I'm going overboard, right? People may think I'm just over, I'm, I'm, I'm over analyzing one isolated incident. Let me go back to the names I said, right? Michael Scott, Jamel Hill had one of the one of the most popular shows on ESPN, his and hers. For some reason, <laughs> that got canceled, and then they wanted to put Michael Smith and Jamel Hill to host Sports Center. But with hosting Sports Center, that comes with some things. You can't be as free as you want to be. You can't be as vocal on some issues as you want to be because you're technically the host, which means you're you're guiding the show. Doesn't mean you're creating the show. You're guiding the show to where it needs to be. They didn't really appreciate that. So they left or their their contracts weren't renewed. And now Jamel Hill's flourishing. I believe she's on spot. Like she, where, wherever she's at, she's flourishing. Michael Michael Smith, I think he's on the Peacock Network. He's flourishing. Look at Carrie Champion. Wanted more say so on ESPN. They weren't really with it. Contract's over. Now she's flourishing with her podcast and everything that she does. And and honestly, the biggest the biggest not the biggest. The thing that proves my point the point the most is Stephen A. Smith. Stephen A. Smith damn near lives at ESPN. My man does get up sometimes. He does first uh first take. He has a radio show. He does so many he does uh NBA coverage. He does Sports Center all types of day coverage. If there's breaking news, you know they calling Stephen A. Smith. Hey yo, Stephen, we need your we need your input in this. Like 
they they run Stephen A. Smith to the ground. Of course, they reward they they gave him a contract at which he was vastly underpaid. I know when you hear millions upon millions, you think, "Damn, underpaid." But the way that they work this man, and the way I don't know how many times we see this man, he's underpaid. Yet they gave him a show. Stephen A. Smith, all that hard work got you a show, bro. Congratulations to you. However, where, when can you see, when is ESPN going to show, air this show? What network, like what time slot is ESPN 1 going to air this show? Ah, it's not on ESPN. That's cool. That's cool. ESPN 1's pretty busy. A lot of traffic. It has to be on ESPN 2, right? They work Stephen A. Smith to the ground for him to have a show on ESPN Plus where not everyone can, can, can access it. And Rachel Nichols wonders why black people are at an uproar when she says, you know, I wish nothing but the best for Rachel, for for Maria Taylor, but not over here. Not not you're not gonna advance over me. Maria Taylor is only getting this position because you know ESPN has done a poor job with diversity. It says nothing about the fact that Maria Taylor busts her ass to get to where she is. No, it's it's because she's black. Malika Andrews only is replacing Rachel Nichols in the NBA Finals this year because, you know, she's just a replacement and because she's black. Not the fact that Maria Taylor busted her ass in the, in the was she was there from day one in the bubble and left day zero. Or no, at the, end of the, at the end of the bubble, a reporter couldn't go home. Had to quarantine like the players for ESPN. Every time I see a, a game, Malika Andrews is somewhere close. Shouts out to Maria Taylor. I'm excited to see you. Beautiful black queen. I'm excited to see you in the NBA Finals. Shouts out to Malika Andrews. Beautiful black queen. I'm excited to see you in the NBA Finals again. And shouts out to all the African Americans, man. And shouts out... Shouts out to all the African-Americans that make it uncomfortable for white people. And it's not uncomfortable because you're just a bad person. Uncomfortable for your success. I wish nothing but success for all my African-American brothers and sisters. Because honestly, ain't nobody else doing it. Ain't nobody else hoping for the success except us black people. So shouts out to y'all, man. Let's move forward. So the NBA Finals is here. I'm excited. I'm very excited. You have the Phoenix Suns, who has not been to the Finals since 1993. I know last episode I kept saying nine. I meant three. I apologize. And the Bucks, who haven't been to the NBA Finals since, what, 1974 or something like that? I'm excited, man. This is, this is it, the NBA Finals. Now, let's talk about how we got here. Well, let's look at the Suns for a second. When we hear, you know, uh, Joel Embiid and the 76ers say, trust the process. The 70s, the Suns are what the 76ers think they are. Just a couple, I think about two or three years ago, probably two or three years ago, the Suns had the worst record in the NBA the next year they had the worst record in the West the year after that they were 10th in the West and now they're in the NBA Finals shouts out to James Jones shouts out to the Suns organization for for knocking the draft out out the point you know with DeAndre Ayton and you know making making draft trade oh no uh, uh Cameron 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 Johnson from North Carolina shouts out for the for incredible trades as far as Tory and Tory Craig, um, Cameron Payne, uh, Jay Crowder, and of course the biggest one, which is 
Chris Paul. Of course, they drafted Devin Booker. You know, again, this 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 is years in the making. This isn't we we you know they didn't just wake up. We didn't just wake up and see. Oh shoot, how the Suns get this good? Now the Suns are a lot better than I expected. A lot faster than I expected. But the Suns are good. Now, did I think the Suns would be NBA Finals bound good? I didn't. The, uh, again, I didn't. I'm not here hating, but I didn't think they were going to be NBA Finals good. However, the Suns, man, the Suns have every. You know, this. You know what the Suns remind me of? The Suns remind me of not only the 2015 Golden State Warriors, but they remind me of the 2013. I think it was 13, 2013 Seahawks. Young, hungry, and an incredible talent, and incredible pieces around them. And but the thing is, when you look at that 2015, uh, 2015-16 Warriors team, they 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 weren't they weren't built around Steph Curry. Steph Curry, of course, was their best player, but they weren't built around Steph Curry. You had Steph, you had Clay, you had Draymond Green. David Lee was good at that time. You had um, what's his name? Bogut. You had Andre Gudala. Like they had peace. Leandro Barbosa, Maurice Spates. Uh, they had the. It wasn't built around Steph, but they were perfect complementary pieces. When you look at the 2013 Seahawks, you have Marshawn Lynch, you have uh, the Legion of Boom, which is Richard Sherman, Earl Thomas, um, Cam Chancellor, and of course you have Russell Wilson, who's pretty much the staple. You had a young Tyler Lockett. Like, these teams, even though, like, nobody really saw the 2015, like, they saw the, the, you know, the, the, the Golden State Warriors with Steph Curry was seen as a good team, but wasn't seen as like a powerhouse type team. Or they did they didn't seem like a team that could win the 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 championship. Of course they had they had a couple first round losses against the Spurs. They had a second round loss after they beat the Nuggets. They upset the Nuggets that one year with Tyson uh no with uh JaVel McGee and and Ty Lawson. But nobody really expected them to be NBA Finals bound. Even when they got Andrew Gudala, which a lot of people, that was a huge trade. I mean, a huge trade agency move. Nobody really expected them to be NBA Finals bound. When you look at that 2013, um, 2013 Seahawks, nobody expected the Legion of Boom to be that good, especially seeing as if they were young. Nobody expected Russell Wilson to be that good. I think that was, what, his second or third year in the league? Nobody expected Marshawn Lynch because remember Marshawn Lynch's first stint uh, when he was with the Bills didn't go too well. So nobody expected them to just get it, put it all together. And that's what we're seeing with the Suns. The Suns are putting it all together. Now, a lot of that is due to the leadership of Chris Paul, but they're, they're putting it together. And let's talk about Chris Paul for a second. Chris Paul has has had to redefine himself in every situation he's been in. In the let's just say in the NBA, you know, you you're on a team, he's used to winning his entire life. As far as college at, 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 at Wake Forest, he's he's is it Wake Forest or Georgia Tech? Wake Forest. He's he's used to winning. You go to a team where you're clearly the best player on the Hornets, but you're not a winning franchise. You're with a new, newer coach and uh, Byron Scott at the time. You have some young pieces. You're pretty much thrusted into the the the. You have to uh, you have to adapt yourself as far as while you still play your best, but your team's not winning. That is tough to go out night after night. Play your best basketball, but your team sucks. That's tough. Then you go to, but but in that team, you don't really have to be the leader like that. Because while, yeah, you're probably the leader, there's no real expectations on you because, I mean, nobody, you know, you're not the best team. Then you go to Lob City, the Clippers. You know, 
now you have expectations because you have a young Blake Griffin, because you have DeAndre Jordan. And it's a franchise where you're finishing top three every year, finishing, I think, over 50 wins every year. So you're expected to win. Now, he did, you know, fail some expectations, losing a 3-1 lead, losing a couple 3-2 leads. But you have to now you now you have winning expectations on your head. Then you go to then you go to the Rockets. This is probably the first time in his career he's not the best player on the team, and that was James Harden. So you have to redefine yourself. How do I play that role? How do I play the the Robin role? How do I how do I leave my imprint without overstepping or or having it be a uh, uh, having it, you know, having it be a tug of war of quote unquote whose team it is, and it ended badly, of course, with the whole Russell Westbrook trade. But and of course, they did blow a three-two lead against Golden State. But again, he had to he had to redefine Chris Paul had to redefine his career again. Then you go to a team in OKC, which nobody expect to be good, no one. In fact, nobody expected Chris Paul to stay on this team. Everyone expected, well, I mean, he got traded to OKC. He's probably going to leave soon. To get this team to a game seven in the playoffs with Lou Dort and Shea Gilgit. No, Shea Gilgit sounds good. But Lou Dort as probably your third or fourth best play. Lou Dort. And now it's all coming together with the Suns. You have a perfect two. A lot of Devin Booker is an incredible player. But Devin Booker is not a one in my opinion as far as he can be a one to score the ball, but he's not a player that can get you to a championship by I'm not going to say by himself cuz I hate that argument. But if he's your best player, I don't know if he can get you to a championship. And that's no disrespect to Devin Booker. That's the same thing I feel about Anthony Davis. If Anthony Davis is your best player and you don't have LeBron James, I don't know if he can get you to a championship. Not saying even if the team around him is really good, if Anthony Davis is your best player and you don't have a LeBron James, you don't have a Chris Paul, I don't know if he can if he can will a team. And I'm not saying do it on your own. I'm just saying if he is your number one, I don't think you can do it. Paul George has shown he's not a number one. Still an incredible player, but not a person that can be your best player and get you to the championship. But when you pair him when you pair a Devin Booker with a Chris Paul, when you pair a Anthony Davis to a LeBron James, when you pair a Paul George to a Kawhi Leonard then it then it's different. That doesn't take away from the fact that they're, you know, that doesn't take away from their 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 talents and their greatness. It just and you know, it, it brings out someone that can enhance it. You know, when you pair you know when when you when you have a leader and a and a and a, a person that thrives on getting other people involved like Chris Paul. Now you're going to see Cameron Payne in, improve. Cameron Payne is never, bro. Cameron Payne was on my, your garbage list. Like there's, there's a small list of people where I'm just like, yo, every time I see him, I'm like, how the hell is he still in the league? Cameron Payne was on that list. I will be the first to a minute. Cameron Payne was on that. Yo, how the hell is Cameron Payne still in the league? That's Cameron Payne. Like, you got to put respect on his name. Cameron Payne has been incredible this playoffs. When when you pair, now you have uh, Jay Crowder playing probably the best basketball he's ever played. DeAndre Ayton's looking like the number one. A lot of people forget DeAndre Ayton was a number one overall pick. He's starting to look like it. And he even said Chris Paul was the best thing that ever happened to him. Or his career. His career. Torian Craig looks good. Cam Johnson looks good. Like, everyone improves when you put in that right piece. Think about it, man. The Suns, to me, 
they are a complete team. I was, you know, when I did my, uh, when I did my how they're going to win, how they're going to lose thing a couple episodes again, I said the Suns were the complete young team. Like, I, I, I kept saying young because you see a lot in the playoffs, especially the younger teams. They're going to get to a point where they meet a team or meet adversity. And because they're youth and because they're not used to overcoming that, then they fall. And, of course, it's usually because they're not used to it. They're not used to having to go through something like that. So when I say they're the best, they're the most complete young team, that's kind of like the asterisk or caveat saying, well, yeah, they're, they're, they're a complete team, but just in case they don't make it, it's because they're youth and because they're a young team. No, the Suns are the most complete team that was in the playoffs and that they've, they've been the most, they've honestly probably been the most consistent teams this entire year them and probably the the utah jazz until the end so yeah the suns have probably been the most complete team this and most consistent team this entire year and yes they went up against a lakers team that that anthony davis got injured i think that that was big yes they went against a denver team that didn't have Jamal Murray. Yes, that was big. And of course, they went against a Clippers team that didn't have uh didn't have Kawhi Leonard, which of course is big. But injuries is part of the game. So, and you play who's in front of you. So, I can't fault them for being where they are. And now they're going up against a Bucks team that may not have Giannis the first few games. That's just a, again, and and we can go back in history. Every single finals team has every single finals has been has has had a major injury in it. Last year's finals, Gordon Dragic. The finals before that, damn near the whole Golden State. Uh, KD, Clay Thompson, uh, Boogie. Hell, Steph hurt his hand. So, uh, you know, that's how the Suns got here. Look, let's talk about the Bucks. The Bucks is another team that you you know. The Bucks is also who the who the who the Philadelphia 76ers think they are. As far as the Bucks, the Bucks are doing something that you that. I've only seen really work maybe a few times. The one of the biggest, one of the best examples is the 2012, 2012, when did the Lakers, 2012 Orlando Magic. That team was perfectly built around Dwight Howard, Hito Turkoglu, uh, Mikel Petras, Jameer Nelson, uh, Rashad Lewis, that team was perfectly built around Dwight. You had Dwight Howard, a dominant presence, a dominant, a dominant figure, a dominant big man, and then shooters around him. But not just shooters. You had Jameer Nelson, who can kind of put the ball on the ground and get assists. You had Mikel Petras, who was a good defender. You had uh, Hito Turkoglu, who was a, a longer, t- you know, a bigger, a bigger shooter, so he can go get rebounds. You have Rashard Lewis, who can catch fire at any time. That team was perfectly built around Dwight Howard. This Bucks team is perfectly built around Giannis. You have Drew Holiday. You have. Uh, P.J. Tucker, you have um, Brooke Lopez, you have Bobby Portis, you have Theon, Theon, whatever his brother's name is, you you have Justin Jackson, like this team is perfectly built around Giannis, you have a player that, you have Chris Middleton, now Giannis while injured, you have an, a number two that can, 
and that's that's why Chris Middleton is more of a two. He has a talent. I said this before, kind of like Paul George. He has the talent of a one. It's just he's so inconsistent. One, like you look at the game against uh, against Atlanta. First half, he was garbage. The third quarter, I think he dropped twenty eight points. The third quarter, or twenty three, or something like that. This team, and this team is, 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 both of these teams are number one and number two in defensive efficiency. And that makes sense. You have a, a former defensive player of the year. You have P.J. Tucker, who has been on a couple all-defensive uh, teams. You have Drew Holiday, who was on this year, and Giannis, who was on this year's all-NBA, all-defensive team. Uh, Brooke Lopez, who's 7-1. Like this is a this is this is a great matchup. Now for people that's saying that, you know, there's no Steph, there's no KD, there's no LeBron. Like, you're getting this is the parody we've been talking about. Cause people always said they like parody. Now I have seen that the numbers for the NBA has gone up. So shouts out to that. And and people are are that say they like parody are actually watching. But this is the this is the parody that you want. Not everyone all we hear is, bro, we don't want to see Alabama win every year. We don't want to see Alabama and Clemson. We don't want to see uh, a Duke or Kentucky or North Carolina win every year. But this is the parody that you're getting. You're getting two small town teams or lo- or small market teams, which is the Suns and the Bucks. The Suns haven't been here since 1993. The Bucks ain't been here since, what, 1974? Since, since Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was on the team. This is what we're getting, and I'm excited, man. I am excited. Who who do I think? Who how do I think the Bucks will win this series? Let's let's go to how do I think the Bucks will win this series? The Bucks can win this series because to me, you have the best player if he comes back healthy. You have the best best player on the on the floor, and that is Giannis. You also have players that can slow I'm not gonna say slow down but you can throw players on their best players as far as you can put Drew Holiday on Chris Paul you can put PJ Tucker Pat Connington you can put them on Devin Booker so then you're gonna force people like DeAndre Aiden but you can also put Brooke Lopez who was 7-1 on DeAndre Aiden so you're gonna force people like like Jay Crowder to try to beat you on top of that, the Bucks can have games where they can just go crazy from the three-point line. We've seen it. Of course, Chris Middleton, like the Chris Middleton can go crazy. Drew Holiday, we saw the last uh what, two or three games in the in the in the Hawks series, he can go crazy. Like they have players that can go crazy outside of Giannis. Not to mention, again, it is an when they're locking down, they are a damn near unstoppable team as far as defense. And when when Giannis comes back, if he comes, you know, if he comes back in the series, I will say they do need Giannis to come back in the series. I'm now as I'm shooting as as I'm recording this. This is before Game One, which is which is the July sixth. This is before Game One of the NBA Finals. So I, and I know that he got upgraded from out to doubtful, or no, from doubtful to questionable. I don't know. They said he could play. If he does, he does. If he doesn't, boom. But I don't think if it's if if it's still questionable, I don't think they're gonna rush him for game one. Seeing as though they lost game one last series and they still end up winning, so I don't think they're gonna rush Giannis. <laughs> Excuse me. So they do need Giannis to win this series, but. They can they they can win this series defensively and and just wearing down, just getting now getting to the cup. But the thing is, as we've seen from time to time, this team likes to fall in love with the three, even though it's a taller t- like a tall team. They like to fall in love with hell. Giannis, who airballs free throws, still takes threes for some reason. Doesn't make them, but still takes them. So that's how the Bucks can win. You know, put defense be rugged defensively try to try to try to beat them up the same way they did Brooklyn um 
throw your throw your best defenders on their best offensive players, which is Devin Booker and, and CP3 and Holt and Giannis just go crazy. Because then you're gonna have to put a Jay Crowder on Giannis. You're gonna have to put a Cam John a Cam Johnson on on Giannis. You're gonna have to put a Tory Craig on Giannis. And that I don't I don't see much success for that. So but how can the Suns win? The Suns can play a beautiful brand of offensive basketball. You know, you have Devin Booker, you have Chris Paul, and you have DeAndre Aiden, all players that can that can, you know, put you know, at a high level put the ball put the ball in the hoop. And they, like I said, this th- both of these teams are one and two in defensive efficiency. So it ain't like the Suns ain't going to play defense neither. Like I said, you can put a Jay Crowder on a Giannis, or you can put a Jay Crowder on a Chris Middleton. You can put a Torian Craig on uh, on Giannis, who's a, who's a bigger, kind of quicker body. So this, to me, is a pretty evenly matched, and 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 with Giannis, with Giannis there, it's pretty evenly matched. Who do I think is going to win? To me, this is tough because at this point, and, I, and I'm, I'm betting this. No, you know what? I'm, I think it's tough because you're going the team with the best player usually wins. Uh, but the Suns are on a, on a roll right now, man, and I think the Sun. I, I think Giannis's injury definitely plays a part. And even if he comes back, I don't know how, you know, he his game is built on movement. And and I don't know how much he'll be able to move like that. So I think that the Suns being pretty healthy. And, of course, Chris Paul knows that. Well, clearly Chris Paul knows how tough it is to get to this point. So I don't think he's going to, I guess, quote, unquote, uh, let this moment slip away. So I have the Suns. I think I'm going to say the Suns in six. I'm going to say the Suns in six because they're on a roll right now. Uh, what they did with the Clippers was incredible. Seeing as you know, and, and what they what they've done this entire year has been incredible. I think the stars are pretty much aligning for them. And with Giannis being out, I, I just don't. It's, it's kind of hard for me to to. Uh, it's kind of hard for me to pick against the Suns. So I have the Suns in six. And who do I think is going to be the Finals MVP? I honestly think it's, it's going to be Chris Paul. I think it's going to be Chris Paul, but I think it's going to be kind of like last year. How, while yes, LeBron James won the Finals MVP, a lot of people can make an argument to say that Anthony Davis was the best player on the floor. And Anthony Davis was the most important. Now, yes, LeBron carried him home the last, what, two games. But Anthony Davis put on a show in the in the finals against the heat i think is we can kind of say i think we'll be able to say the same thing here as far as chris paul took him home but devin booker has been incredible and devin booker has 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 been laser focusing and just goes crazy so i got chris paul as the finals mvp so yeah i'm excited for the finals man i'm excited to it, I'm excited to see who wins. I mean, of course, we know I'm a big basketball fan. So, you know, NBA Finals, March Madness, it just gets me excited. So let me know who you guys think is going to win the NBA Finals. Let me know who you think is going to be the MVP. Uh, and, and, of course, we'll talk about the game after game. Uh, of course, leave in the chats, leave in the comments, go to my Instagram, go to my Twitter. Uh, but do that after you subscribe to the channel. And we'll talk about it. So, and, and I, I'm excited, man. NBA Finals. NBA Finals. You know how some people get excited for the, like, the, the Super Bowl is pretty much the sh- like the, the crescendo of sports. I, that's how I am for the NBA Finals. Oh, man. And don't let there be a Game 7. That's all I'm saying. Let's move forward. And where we're going to end is this. First of all, shout out to Shohei. Shohei Otani, I'm sorry, Shohei Otani, for being becoming the first player to be named an all-star as a pitcher and a position player. He's had an incredible, incredible season. Him, uh, Fernando Tatis, like they, they've had incredible, incredible seasons. And again, the fact that Otani has, is the first player to be, to be selected as an all-star, as a pitcher, 
and a position player and the fact that he is, you know, he's in Asian descent. That's that's just more incredible seeing as though a lot of people look at baseball as an American sport and only Americans are supposed Americans or Hispanics are supposed to dominate. So the fact that Otani uh, is is dominating at, not not only as a hitter but as a pitcher, and he's of Asian descent. Now, shouts out to you, bro. But this brings on a bigger question, and this is where I'm going to end with this. Shouts out to you, Jarrell, for for bringing this to like for bringing this topic up. Shouts out to Jarrell. He is he's one one of two hosts of the Thousand Jumpers podcast. Go to his joint. Also, he has some really good shirts, man. Some really good Roman numeral uh, shirts. Go go check that out. But shouts out to you, Jarrell, for giving me this idea. We talk about ineptitude, man. Ineptitude is, 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 ineptitude is hard to get out of. Because a lot of people don't know, one, that they're inept. Or they don't know how to get out of it. And this, you know, we talk about Washington. We talk about uh, Minnesota Timberwolves, Washington Wizards. We talk about the Chicago Bulls. We talk about uh, the Detroit Lions. We talk about the the Arizona Diamondbacks. We talk about the Seattle Mariners. These teams usually aren't good. And a lot of times we don't really know how to get out of that. You know, a lot of times teams don't really know how to get over that hill, get over that hump. Here's the problem. And, and you know, what also shows ineptitude is when you have the pieces or the ingredients, you just can't make the, you just can't make a good cake. Let's just look at let's look at let's look at Washington real quick. You have Bradley Bill, who is now right now playing for Team USA, uh, one of the best shooting guards in the league. You have Russell Westbrook, one of the best point guards in the league, and of course you did make the playoffs. But what are you going to do with that? You've had Bradley Bill for the longest. What are you going to do with that? How are you going to capitalize on that? How are you going to make the team better around them? The L.A., the, the Los Angeles Angels has now has two players that could be transcendent, that could be arguably top five-ish type players. And that is Mike Trout and now Otani. Yet and still, they still suck as a team. This is also, this is also, you know, we don't talk about that. We don't, we don't talk about ownership and, and man and, and, and people making decisions that much about baseball because they don't like, they don't have a salary cap. So you can pay players, whatever you want to pay them. You have two players that can go like that are on hall of fame, goat status trajectories and Otani and Mike Trout, yet and still, you've been garbage for God knows how long. Like, garbage. And it's like, we always talk about players not, 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 you know, stepping up to the plate or not, not playing as good as their contracts. Yet and still, we never really talk about the players that do play to the level of their contracts or over exceed their contracts yet the organization don't help them and i'm looking at you angels two players two players bruh there's a reason why otani is the first player to be selected as an all-star for two a pitcher and a position player because that's so rare you have to be a different level of player there's a reason why every time we talk about one of the greatest of all time in baseball, Mike Trout's name continues to come up because he's like that. Mike Trout is the LeBron James of baseball. Yet and still, the team sucks. Hell, I, they're below 500 right now with two players like that. It, 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 mm. 
And it's funny, you can't say you can't say that they they don't got money or, or they don't have the market to pay money because the Dodgers, now again, I know the Dodgers and the Angels are two completely different markets, even though, the, you know, Los Angeles. But if they wanted to spend money, they could. The Dodgers don't care who they pay. They paying everyone. Look at Mookie Betts. Look at, they paying everyone. And they're succeeding. They're what, the, the, the second best team right now? Probably... Yeah, but then you got the Angels who's fighting to 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 break five hundred with two players that are better than anybody on the freaking Dodgers. Think about that. Well, that's been this week's or today's episode of the Unpopular Podcast, man. I appreciate you guys. I love you guys. Um, if you want an Unpopular Podcast shirt, hoodie, long sleeve sweater, joggers, the link is in the description below. Many different colors, many different designs. I got you. Also, please subscribe to the YouTube channel. I'm trying to get to a 1,000 subscribers, so anything would help. Again, that has been today's episode of Unpopular Podcast. Hey, man, talk to me. Let me know in the comments. DM me, whatever. Let's, let's talk sports. I'm here for it. Until next time, much love. in peace Cause all of these niggas be on you Don't just say it like me yeah. The one that you call and you talk to, girl I'll share my world with you If you're gonna waste your time If you gonna Who's giving you all you need Don't waste your time with me You could have all the space All that you need It's no pressure girl. If you got time to waste Waste it with me Some inside. I'll share my world with you. If you're gonna waste yeah, your time, yeah. waste your time with me. I mean, honestly, open your eyes and see. If you're gonna waste your time, what you need. waste your time with me. an apartment put you inside a g-class that's just a start it can plenty things count in life but none of them is a thought of it new piece around my neck is chess games cause shorty stay with calculated moves like beth Harmon. swear i'm more purple rain prince than prince charming disappointment i stay expecting it the pessimist gold medalist flush the magnums just so they not collecting my specimens damn the way she with poppy man you would think she's a veteran on remembrance cleaning lady sweeping room daily for all the evidence of everything i ever did 
Do they have a pool there? Do they have a gym there? You used to do skincare, but now you do swimwear. Your ex roommate got a condo that's downtown, but she got no furniture in her crib. I've been there. Checkmate, even though you hate that I even check, I still get an E for effort. Only time I play the back and forth is a Leah record. If I let you talk first and nobody is speaking second, fluent and passive aggression, that's why you acting dismissive. Hearing me out for once will require you actually listen. Damn. The boy is back, I never turn my back I just slapped them, so now all that they see is my back Say that damn Maybach bands with me in the back When I wasn't accurate, I still couldn't clean on my act Whenever I tell the truth, you feel like you being attacked But that come with being attached, so how about we leave it at that? If you're gonna waste your time Then waste your time with me You can have all 